podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugga, the first Mugga of 2024, the first Touchline Fracker pod of 2024. The new year starting on a Monday, just something neat and organised about it and maybe it's a lesson for all of us about how we should tackle the year, uh, least um, of all Eric Ten Hag, but we'll get into that. Um, this week's pod, I'm joined by two esteemed gentlemen. Hope you guys have had a nice restful holiday. Elijah, how goes it, bro? I'm all good. I'm all good. Happy New Year to everyone. Well, I'll say yeah. Happy New Year, but yeah, man. Yeah, Pep <laughs> said when he was rattled, did he say Merry New Year or? <laughs> Merry, uh, New Year. Merry New Year. Uh, also joined by Gaz. How you doing, Gaz? I'm all right, man. Listen, like, if people want to know, get a breakdown of, of today's game, they should listen back to any episode of Mugga dating back to, like, February, if they want to save some time. But we don't <laughs> want them to do that. We want them to listen in. But if you're, you're just going to hear the same old story from us. So enjoy you, it. You, you say Feb, I say August 2013. To, 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 to <laughs> okay, with that being done, um, let's get into the business of what we do before we start. I've got to do the usual and plug the socials. If you're a listener but you're not following on the Twitter, give TLF underscore Muga a follow. If you're somebody who listens regularly and you haven't given us any feedback, please do so on either Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Starting next week, we're going to be streaming these pods live. We've done the last um, couple of main pods live streamed and it's gone down pretty well. So, you know, we thought we'd start doing that on Mugga. Uh, we put out a Patreon review last week and we're going to be putting out a few Patreon pieces. Um, so if you're not already signed up as a patron, please do so. Let's get into the business of what we do, guys. So, again, I feel like every game we've had in the last, like, three weeks has been an all-eyes-on-me special, but uh, this Saturday just gone, we played Nottingham Forest in Nottingham, a.k.a. the Anthony Alanga revenge game, um, and we proceeded to lose 2-1. Um, Elijah, I'm not going to ask you if you're surprised by the result, but I guess what I want to know from your thoughts is how, how, how watching the game, how, how you feel we, we 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 got there. So we can start with the kind of the starting lineup that the manager went with. For me, once I heard that uh, Hoyland had this illness, it confirmed two things to me. Firstly, um, that the illness was a real thing and it wasn't just an excuse that the players who couldn't stand the manager were using to not play. And B, that Rash was going up top, so Garnacho was going on the left, so Anthony was starting, so we were screwed. Um, but I'd like to hear your perspective. Um, yeah, I was just like, I was just like, yeah, um, this is going to be a bullshit game. Man, it proceeded to be a bullshit game. That first half was one of the worst games I've watched in my life. Both teams were pretty shit. Forest were a bit better by count of um actually having i don't know they just i mean they, they they were just up for it and there's this video going around of morgan gibbs white saying in the huddle you he said to his teammates you can look on their faces they don't want to be here and that's pretty much united like it's just a team of fucking losers at this point if it's like it doesn't even need to be the typical rainy the Tuesday night 
in Stoke. Just a cheeky, windy, fair weather in Nottingham. They're crumbling. And that's what I expected. Um, It was just bullshit. The thing is, you can tell with certain players when they're just going to have a horrible game. Within like the first few minutes, I saw Rob Masako on recovery. The way he was jogging back, and I said, "Yeah, guys, the guy's gonna be bullshit all game." Um, and he proceeded to be fucking bullshit all game. Um, Dallo, people were lauding his performance against Aston Villa, and this performance against Forest is exactly why he will never be at anything at, at this club. Um, he's just a bang average, inconsistent player, and people tried to say, "Oh, he's much better left back." He's He's just a fucking average player. Like people just need to let it go with him. Same way with Wan Masaka. Um Varans and Evans were okay first half. Onana was Onana. Whatever. Mainu, as much as people said he was struggling, um, I thought he'd done pretty well. Especially by the way, in the air, he's actually very, very good. And I'm not and he's he's probably go, go, gonna grow a few more inches pause um but yeah if he gets a bit taller and he's that and he's just gonna air now would be absolutely perfect bruno and Eriksen, they were fucking awful um as per usual they were trying to play in tight spaces and they can't do that um so so the justice had to go from the game god nacho um yeah he's just for for me uh, for me I mean, he probably needs to have a few more games on the right, but for me, I just don't see him as a left winger guard right now. I feel like it takes him into bodies, and the worst, his worst trait is the fact that he cannot withstand contact very well. So, playing on the left and having to come inside means he's gonna have to do that a lot, and he's just not able to do it. And he doesn't dribble well with his left foot, so he dribbles. He dribbles exclusively with, with his right, so it makes it easier for defenders to nick it off him. Um, yeah, um, he wasn't. He wasn't great. Um, but he's nineteen. He's gonna have those games. But I do feel that having to switch to the left after that performance against Villa was yeah. uh, was something. Rashford wasn't in the game. Um, this is this this is why I always challenge people who say he's a striker he's not a striker man he's a left winger people that's not a thing people need to let go um that is he's just a left winger now and yeah anthony like i feel like i say this regularly now but congratulations to him because it's very hard to be a shit player and put in a performance that i'm like fucking up that's shit for for you and he, he <laughs> managed to do that um Awful player, um, awful signing. He's probably a, he's definitely he's definitely an awful human being. Um, so yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, yeah. The the first I was was very very poor. Then obviously the change with Manu McTominay. I wasn't as angry because once he explained it was because he thought he was a bit tired. He, he's, he's played a lot recently. I'm like fair enough. Um, the problem I have with it though is that our next game is in nine nine days, and we play two games in Jan. We're probably going to go off on a warm weather train train training camp most likely um, after that game against Spurs. So, really not sure why you wouldn't give him another twenty twenty five minutes and then. Why, why start him in the first place? If if you think oh we're going to start playing for forty five minutes, I don't know. How yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's another thing. I, but I feel like he probably thought he, he could withstand it and then he saw maybe he couldn't, he was struggling a bit, so he took him off. Um, but I'm I'm not going to be one to complain. I, I don't think it was a, an excuse by him because we've seen with Garnacho how he didn't like to start him last season. Holland as well, he's been he, when he first came in, he was bringing him off and then he, he's been actually been arresting re- re- him as well because um, of... This is his first time as a full-fledged starter, and Garnacho he's bled him into the team slowly. So I, I I do think there is some credence to the fact that he was looking after. Mainly, I just feel like of all the times to do it, really poor time. Um, and yeah, McTominay. The 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 funny thing is, McTominay was actually decent with his defensive actions. He just doesn't have a defensive brain positionally, so. The goal, um, I feel like uh, I feel like Garnacho is a bit to blame there because he misses um, the pass out to the winger. That means Dalo has to go out. But the thing is, is that Dalo doesn't allow. He he just jumps out. He doesn't communicate. So then Evans is caught a bit in no man's land, and then he tries to play it offside. Varane, or obviously, that's not a partnership they've really built up together. Um, so he's still trying to track Chris Wood. And then obviously the cutback to Dominguez, we've seen that goal for 10 years now. Who, 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 whoever plays in that position, it could be Carrick, it could be Casemiro, Amrabat, McTominay, Matic. We've conceded that goal with a multitude of players, mm. which quite frankly is quite hilarious that um, United managers fail to see um, the problem there. The only time I, I failed to see us concede that goal it's pretty much when Casemiro was on his hot hot streaks, um, which is quite funny. But yeah, um, and then we didn't look look like scoring. And then good play from Garnacho was quite funny that it ended up with Garnacho on the right and Rashford kind of in that left hand space where they both do their good work. And then the second goal, um, building pressure, and then Bruno decide to do a Bruno thing where he tries to be a bit too cute for a player of his ability. Um, they attack and footballer. Yeah. Um. But the game is the game was whatever. I, I don't even think Forest were good. Um. Yeah, they didn't need to be good. Um. People are speaking about uh, Langa. I don't even think he, he was that good. I feel like. If, um. Like literally, he didn't even run at. Dallow that much and didn't cause him any problems, but he 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 got the assist and as they say, history is written by the winners, by the winners. But I but I do it, but I but I did enjoy um, the anger about him pointing to the badge yeah, yeah, yeah. and dancing in the dressing room. I was like, you know what? That's making that's making me that that's making me like him more because I'm like. Fair enough, man. Do your thing. You're you're still shit, but you know, yeah, man. Um, but yeah, it was just like it was just typical United. The yeah, like I said from the start, the team's just filled with inconsistent losers. And um, when your captain's Bruno for that's what it's gonna be. It's gonna be inconsistent losers. So yeah, um, not much else to say. Um, I hate a lot of these players. I would gladly see the back of ninety percent of them. Um, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't really think there's much more to, to, to add to be honest with you, Elijah. Um, 
obviously Ahmad got a cameo. Uh, he came on after like what 60, 50 something minutes, 60 minutes, which I think 53 minutes, yeah. yeah. It's a testament to how badly and Anthony was playing, I think. I heard I heard he got um I heard he got um booed again for the second like second away game. He's been booed off or sort of jeered off. Um, um when he got substituted, which is um which isn't even surprising anymore. But I have a question for you, man, because you man watched the game, obviously. Um and I've seen the clips of Ahmad, but from watching it live, what differences did you notice between um, Ahmad and, and, and typical Anthony performance? I think for me, it was the sharpness of his actions and the intention within his actions. So he was always trying to progress the team forward and it was the speed in which he did stuff. And I think what was like a perfect example of it was that clip that they showed on the United account a few days earlier. Where mm-hmm. I think they were doing like the one-on-one training where you had to like shoot into the small hole. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, Ahmad was basically got it right for yeah. and then put into the bottom corner like at a good speed. Anthony had to stop, shimmy, step over, shimmy, step over, shimmy, find the yard. So, like, it took him so long, and that's how difficult it is for him to get separation. And as a wide player, that that's an absolute nightmare. And as a player who's so biased to his left foot, that's an absolute nightmare. I think there's probably some more joy to get out of playing him centrally. He retains the ball really well. I think for midfielder, he probably would be a decent pace. He always is more dangerous when he cuts inside. Very rarely can I remember any times where Anthony was a threat out round the outside. But Mm. obviously, it's probably not going to happen. But when I look at his skill set, he ain't a winger, man. He ain't a winger and we're not going to get anything productive from him. He's not a footballer. Let's be real. Um, he reminds me of those players that um those players we played with in school or or in the in the cages wherever you sort of grew up playing football who like who know everything it takes to be good at doing skills and being skillful mastering the ball but haven't actually got the ability to make it happen and as you said sort of create the separation like I've seen these these type of ballers throughout my time when I when I was working in football and there's these kids that like think they're good they know how to make it look good but they can't actually execute and make it match worthy or game worthy and he, he, that, that just speaks to um I think that clip you mentioned speaks to the difference between Ahmad and and again I don't even want I don't like Anthony isn't quick but I wouldn't say Ahmad is quick either he's just sharp everything he does is very sharp and and instinctive whereas Anthony it feels like he's thinking about every move that he's going to do is like oh let me think about I'm going to do a step over here then I'm going to shimmy Da-da-da. whereas Ahmad it just seems to come naturally and I'm not even saying Ahmad is the saviour and he's going to make it I, I don't know if he's a top tier talent but you can right. clearly see there's a distinctive difference um, um, as footballers between himself and someone like Anthony all it all now well, what we're waiting for now is for ETH to to be a bit decisive and to make a big call and give Ahmad some games because I think we've seen just through those you know just through that cameo alone there's um, that Ahmad could bring something to the team I think Agreed. I think he had uh, Anthony has one goal in thirty three appearances. Yeah, um, he has he had one goal in one Premier League goal in twenty twenty three, and that was against Forest in April. So literally since uh, since the the Everton game, which was October ninth, he has one Premier League goal. That's October ninth, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I yeah. can't believe it. I mean, 
we've read that obviously we've read the article and we know that internally he wasn't rated, but the club still decided to buy him. Like I know for a long time I kind of said on this pod, like whatever rating I give Ten Hag, which God knows what it would be at this point, hmm. I, I would take a point off. I actually think it's a failing of the club, to be honest with you. You do, you don't you don't you don't empower these sort of actions. Especially I would actually get it if Ten Hag had like vouched like listen, man, he's a baller. I you think already, I th- I th- they already rated him. They already I, rated him. No, but like if you actually read that article, one of the reasons why they got rid of because they got rid of uh Jim Lawler, who was deaf since Fergie times, and then they got rid of Mar- Marcel Bow, who um uh Van Har brought in. One of the reasons why they got rid of Lawler is because they they said he kept saying no to a lot of players because he didn't rate them. So yes, it was Lawler. Like, no, somebody else, isn't it? Two of the like old school sort of scouts. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it was Van Gaal's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but like what I'm saying is that cool for me. This thing of like the board have empowered Ten Hag, yeah, cool. They've done that because they've seen their failures over the years, so they thought like, you know what, we're gonna give the manager what what he wants. Therefore, you you can't come to us about not backing the manager or whatever. Ten Hag worked with Anthony. People are saying, oh, but the board decided to pass. Yes, they did. But if you're insistent on getting a guy, Ten Hag knew he was in a position of power. He used his position of power to get Anthony. He's Mm. a dickhead. He's an actual dickhead. And that's the long and short of it. People can blame the board. Of course, I I blame the board for the fact that they even gave a manager that that much power. But they're cowards Mm. anyway. But for Ten Hag to use that power to go back to his former club, I've picked Anthony. <laughs> he's just a dickhead. He's, he's just a dickhead. People keep trying to give him a way out with that signing. No, he's a fair. fucking fool. Fair, fair, fair. I, I, could, I will... I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Um, it's just shocking. It's just shocking, man. It's um, it's 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 hard to watch. It's I don't know how much we get for the guy. I don't even think we get that 25 million that we valued him at. Like, what, what would an Anthony comp of the last year even look like, man? Look, all I know is, look, he's on, I believe he's on 200k or something like that. Shy. Um, He's just going to, we're, 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 we're just going to have to see out his contract. That's insane, man. All we do, that's always what you tell me, Elijah, man. See out contract, see out contract. Bro. Like, I, need, I need you to fiddle with the books, my guy. Nah, nah, what nah. nah. What the fuck are we paying you for? Nah, nah. You've watched Ozark. You know how this shit. Nah, yeah, exactly. He he was on the run for for for, for, for how long? <laughs> There's a reason why I'm not doing that. Oh, hey, man. have you seen our goal difference compared to the other teams around us as well? Yeah, like this is what the goal difference is, is a good indicator generally of. A team's quality because it lets you know that like, how convincingly they're they're beating teams and how many goals they're conceding, right? So uh we are at minus five. Uh, and the first team that has um a comparable goal difference, I guess you can say Wolves in eleventh with minus one, but they're pretty much breaking even. And then you've got Bournemouth minus seven, Fulham minus seven, Crystal Palace minus seven, mm-hmm. Brentford minus five. Everton minus four, and then obviously all the other teams that are doing worse are the Forest, Luton, Burnley's, and Sheffield United. So bonkers, it's mental. I mean, 
based on any metric you want to look at, we're definitely a bottom ten team in the in the league this season. Um, and I don't know if across the season we'll be able to get these results. Like we've scored twenty two goals in twenty games. Like what are you, like what are you actually supposed to do with that? Like actually, like we've got 10, 10 wins from that. I don't. I I, I can't impressive remember. as hell. Bro, I can't yeah, remember like a performance where I'd say, "Yeah, we won and we deserve to win." Like, and the wins where the wins stand out. I can't remember one like where it's like, "Oh, I watched my team today and I enjoyed it," and I remember that performance. I remember that win. Um, yeah. I, Villa I second half, but Villa just played like Ejects because they played. You know that what That's what I did a patron with uh, Rodney, and all we said was like, "Highline." No, <laughs> legit. That was legit. Like as like as 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 well as we did second half, it was Villa were being dead. Were being dead. <laughs> it's actually ridiculous. But I was watching from them. Like I just didn't understand it. Like it was just the stupidest thing I've seen. But yeah, I was just like, fair enough. Like thank you. I mean, thanks. Literally, literally. Like neither of us saw it as like a. I don't think anybody on this pod would have saw it as like a. Oh, we're back in business. Like we finally cracked it. You know, they just handed us that win, and we just. Duly obliged, but most teams are not going to play us like that. And he's particularly good, um, Nottingham Forest. But my further issue compounded. I don't, I don't agree with the dispute in terms of Menu. I think the first half we had no threat. We didn't get a shot on target. We didn't look like we we're going to score a goal from anything. And he did what we've been questioning all season, where he chucks on McTominay just as a guy who can potentially just somehow score a goal out of yeah, something. Yeah. And in doing that. He literally took in, took out the only diligent midfielder. We conceded those goals in that same area. We've been conceding goals all season, twice and a half. And then mm-hmm. they asked him, and he's like, I have no regrets. Come on. Come on. Look, it was tactics. End, tactics. At the end of the day, like, he's... Like, the, the worst thing is, is, like, I remember when we beat Forest last season, and it wasn't with a lot of... Like Mar- Martinez was out, Varane was out, Rashford was out. Our, our, our front three was Anthony Marshall and Sancho. Our full backs were Dallo and Wambasaka. Our midfield, our midfield three was Casemiro, Bruno, and, and Eriksson. Th- that that performance was so much better, and it was just because, like, I don't know why he's gone away from inverting at least one fullback. Like he he now just leaves the midfield, the defense midfielder on the island. I'm like, why? Like, he, like he's actually just being a stupid fool for no reason. Like, he's just reverted to being a fucking idiot for absolutely no reason. Like, my guy, just like, just go back to basics. I can't lie. Like, just, mm-hmm. just stop trying what you've been trying to season and just revert back because this thing he's doing, it's just not working. Like, at the end of the day, he's probably. You're going to go by the end of the the the, the season, cool. Okay. Because I mean, I feel like he's just lost the trust and respect of a lot of people at the the club. So okay. it's like cool, but I'm just like, bro, like, I, I I've I've never I've I've never like seen a manager willingly get get worse tactically like this. Like he's actually made us worse. Tactically, tactically, after making us somewhat yeah, 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 yeah. it is so strange. It is so 
so strange. You see how you said, um, you see how you said you think he's lost people at the club, whether it's like players or key stakeholders. stakeholders. Do you, is that more of like a um intuition thing, like a feeling that you have, or is that sort of the whispers around I, I, United? I, I, I feel like I feel like I feel like it's a bit of both, but I just I, I don't know how you can like for me, just watching him, I'm thinking, I don't know how you can respect like his decision making sometimes is absolutely bonkers. People complain about the McTominay and Mimaini thing. The worst one this season was bringing up Mount at half-time versus Man, Man, Man City. On my life, yeah, that game, I could not believe it. I couldn't believe he took off Amrabat for Mount and done the same thing he'd done against Forest and put McTominay back there. And, we, and then we proceeded to concede goals from that same position. Like he is, his in-game management is one of the worst I've seen in a very long time. Like he's just a, fu- he's being a fucking idiot at the end of the day. And if he, if he continues to be a fucking idiot, I don't care. This is his job. He, he, he's going to lose. I don't care. The only problem is, is that it's just more likely that these players are going to get another state of execution when another manager comes in and says, "Oh, I can change them." <laughs> but I'm tired of it. I'm absolute facts because I think like you you've just said and this was also mentioned before is like when a new manager comes in that all the players get a fresh a clean slate and it's almost like I can change him there's a player in here it maybe was a previous manager's fault but we know we said that for a few weeks now in terms of quality of the squad this is as bad as it's been post Fergie right um so let's talk about the changes um above the team level let's 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 talk about Enios. So, uh, Sergio Radcliffe's acquired 25% of Manchester United, 1.2, was it 1.2 billion? Am I right? Um, uh, pending like approval by a few different boards or whatever, but I think that's just like run of the mill regular stuff. Um, Sir David uh, Brailsford, who's the Ineos Director of Sport, and John Claude Bank, who's the CEO of Ineos Sport, and did that former executive from. Juve and PSG will have seats on the Manchester United board. Um, we'll be coming along too. Ratcliffe will be injecting £237 million into the club for investment in its infrastructure, uh, which means that all in he's put in about uh, $1.5 billion. Um, through Ratcliffe's any of sport, United have said, we will have access to seasoned high-performance professionals, experience in creating and leading elite teams from both inside and outside the game. Brailsford's been to the last uh, few games. Saw him uh, when we were 2-0 down against Villa, wasn't impressed. Saw him when we won 3-2, wasn't impressed. Saw him on the weekend against Nottingham Forest, wasn't impressed. Um, So they're in now, it's finally been done. Um, What are you guys' thoughts? Um, uh, It will be more competent than we have been, is... is the bare minimum I can hope for and expect. Um, from what my understanding is, there won't it won't necessarily be a transformative amount of money being put into the likes of a transfer kitty. And, and I know they're going to look to... I know they've been told, apparently, that they need to just completely knock down Old Trafford. Um, but whether they do that or not is another thing. But I think bringing in key people in, in key positions, such as someone that is... Um, worthy of the sporting slash football director role. I know they have different titles for different clubs, but yeah, someone coming in into that position will be good because I don't want to see Eric Ten Hag firstly dictating 
the transfer policy of the club. And secondly, also, um, I, I think that that role should align with whatever we want Manchester United to be on the pitch. So, like, if we want to be... And we, we used to speak about this years ago, so this is nothing new. But mm. if we want to be high-octane, front foot, get the ball forward as quickly as possible, um, not necessarily, you know, long ball, but get the ball forward, and we want that to be our identity, that should be the remit from the manager into the academy, into, into the players that come through, the players that we sign. Makes things more seamless. Doesn't always work, but for the most part, as you've seen with the likes of City... Um, and, and I think Arsenal, to a lesser degree, they have an identity that they generally tend to stick by. And I hate using Arsenal as a barometer of success as well. It's poor. Um, but yeah, I, I would just like to see people come in with how they want the club to be, um, rather than being dictated by Ten Hag or whoever's in charge. Um, and, you know, replace Richard Arnold, which will be important. Um, let the commercial side of things run run its course as it normally tends to do. We're still one of the biggest clubs in the world. But sort of the, the off-the-pitch stuff in terms of the footballing side of things, um, I don't think we're going to see a, you know, a transformation straight away. I think it will take some time. Um, and, and I think Ten Hag will be gone by summer. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'm just hoping for competency. Just basic competency, and then and then we'll go from there in the summer. Let's just see this season out. This season, nothing's going to come from the rest of the season for me personally. So let's see this out, and then get to the summer, and um, they can hopefully get to work properly. Cool, um, Elijah. Um, yeah, uh, I just really don't care. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I just, I'm just I'm just gonna wait and see with them. To be fair. Um, they, apparently, they want to bring in a head of recruitment, a sporting director, which is good news um, to get Steve Brown and Myrtle out, hopefully. Um, but yeah, if Myrtle somehow survives like the cockroach he is, then I don't know, man. Just don't just don't want him at the club anymore. I think he really needs to go. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, we had the other day. Yeah. Hitting on his legacy, man. Yeah, God. Apparently, apparently, Myrtle was shown around. Um, is it Brailsford? Is that his name? That's the name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you was shown around the job center. So, <laughs> this is man. where you'll be frequenting in a few weeks. <laughs> in the front door, um, um, there's a cage. If you get too near, we will call police. ETH's comments, he was saying, uh, as he would do, he was saying, um, uh, of course, I'm the guy to take the cup forward, as you've seen in the big games. <laughs> he said, "He said, yeah, we can yeah. go head. He said we can go head to head. head, to head to it. Uh, <laughs> he's actually insane. Like he, actually, he, he's, he's actually becoming a caricature. He's fired for his life, but I mean, he's just fired for his life, which is funny because there's actually just no need if he just has a bit of common sense. But he just he will." He wants to. So he, I was about to say he wants to. Be, he's being a mad scientist. He's not even being a mad scientist. He's just being a bad one. Like he's just being a bad scientist. <laughs> he's just being a bad scientist. <laughs> he's just being an absolute fool. But yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. I like. I feel like the FFP constraints is going to be real difficult for um, this year um, yeah. because even with, with guys like Varan. We're trying to reduce his terms because you just need to free up space on the wage bill. Um, 
that's the main reason why I, I, I believe like that's one of the reasons why they're also not extending the Marshall as well because like they just know like that's a player who's not worth yeah. the wage he's on so no point guys like wan Saka Lindelof they're probably extended because um, I think they can get value for them, innit? Yeah, they can think they can get value for them. Um, but yeah, I thought that's going to be difficult. Um, the three hundred million that's been committed, like two hundred million, that will come in um, once once everything's been signed off. Um, apparently, there's a clause where that doesn't have to be used for the stadium; might be used for day day to day operations or signings or whatever. Um, which should be interesting um, in terms of the stadium. Um, yeah, that's going to be later down the line. But yeah, I just feel like it's going to be very difficult. It's going to take a long time. It's not going to be a project with like Newcastle or City um, where you see the immediate fruits. Like you see immediate fruits. It's going to take a while because quite frankly, getting rid of this squad is going to take a lot because they're on high wages. Guys like Sancho Maguire um etc just going to be hard hard to get rid of but yeah it'll, it'll take a while but if i if, if i at least see something going forward and like people being held accountable um properly um and we're actually just making smart not like just smart decisions like for example if for example if Ineos was in when ollie was in that in, interim run I don't think if they if they were smart they wouldn't give him the job because they would have seen our under our underlying numbers were horrible we right. were getting we were getting worse and worse so I just want to see smart proactive the right. the decisions um and yeah that's that's what I want to see but I'm not excited because Glazers are still here even though they're not gonna have much decision making but. This, we're, we're still tied to the covenants of the loan. We still need to hit certain markers financially. So we're still tied up with that. So at the end of the day, some things will change. We we'll, we might um, operate better, but it's, it's, it's going to take a while before we probably see the fruits of that. Hopefully I'm wrong and then well, we, we see it sooner. But yeah. Ladies got them going brazy with the Class B shares, boy. Hold um, that. <laughs> they're too good they're too good this is why they were tussling for time like, ah, but you're mugging me off you know now we're not man we're not mugging you take it buy it trust me bro trust me and then if we start to do well then they're not gonna want to go you know they, that this club is staying in that family forever the <laughs> thing is that like they have a thing where um after 18 months if a buyer comes in um and Ratcliffe doesn't match it because he will get first option to match it. If he doesn't match it, then he has to sell. Okay, the shake. That's that's the thing. Like I'm thinking, the shake still could still come in and just say, "Yo, slap, slap, slap that mount down." But I don't even think I don't even care about that. I just listen, man. Look, look how they've massacred my boy. Look at him. Look at him. Look at him, Gaz. He's got nothing left, man. All, <laughs> all I have left is Ahmad, bro. That's, yeah. that's all I have Ahmad left. Ahmad and Mayno, that's all we've got to Bro, get. That's, that's all I have left. I have nothing else to look to, to, to for. Kambuala as well, no? Huh? Kambuala as well. The little... The 
So they're saying they're saying Dan Gore's the next one. Yeah, Dan yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan Gore's all right. Kamwala, you know what? He's young, so he can still have plats. But as soon as he turns <laughs> what, 21, shit, shit, gotta get, go, 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 yeah, shit. shit, gotta get cut. Yeah, man, yeah, it's man. Got to get cut. We're seriously, yeah, man. So, um, jokes aside, jokes aside, um, yeah, I, I, I can't really disagree with anything that you said, to be honest with you. Um, it's going to be a same football manager, people, yeah. So, it's not a one season turnaround thing, it's going to generally take a while to get stuff right. And this is the thing I like, margin for error is, is low, you know. I think I've spoken about it over the years about me feeling like oh, 50% is a good rate of like transfers being successful. Um, if we're saying we, we, we operate at 50%. Rate how many seasons it's going to take us to have a team that's able to compete with the very best teams in the league. You know, how many players do you have to get in in the summer? Then you talk about how that destabilizes. I think getting that kind of wage bill and structure within the dressing room back into shape, um, is of the utmost importance. And you don't know, these guys may come in and they may look at some players that we're fans of and they may just think that, yeah, it's not, it's not necessarily. It's not necessarily worth it. So, um, yeah, I think we just have to watch this space. Ten Hag has lost any sort of faith I had in him. I, I, I just can't. Like, he chats here. His tactics <laughs> are absolutely baffling. Um, <clears throat> yeah, horrid. Like, like I said, bad scientist, man. Um, but at least, guys, at least we've got this. Our next game is against Wigan on the 8th of Jan. We've got Spurs at home on the 14th of Jan. Then we don't have another game until the 1st of February. Bro, like, this is the period I've been looking forward to since, <laughs> since the international break ended. In I hear it. I've been looking forward to this period where we have little games. I've been, t- for like the whole year, every fucking three days, I'm seeing man talk in a press conference about that next game. I'm tired. I'm just, these, this next month, is going to be fantastic. Just two anyway, I think about January as well. It feels like it's six weeks long. Exactly. So this, this period is going to feel even longer. Yo. Oh, wow, we're still in January. What? Yo. Yeah, it's going to hit. Yo, I'm just, I'm actually, I'm actually so, like, this is the most ex- excited I've been on the podcast. I, 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 I can hear it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, man. Hopefully we can beat Wigan, who knows? Uh, yeah, who knows, we, man, who I knows? know we've got Spurs, you know, so we've got Spurs, I think. But when we start to get towards the end of Jan, the Martinez's, the Casemiro's start to return to training. Um, Marshall maybe will be over whatever illness that he has. Sancho will probably be off, one would think. Donny van der Beek's going to learn to enter at Frankfurt. Um, let's see Thanks if he gets... for nothing, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Most nothing we've had. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You know what? killed it. Even Ten Hag had no use for him. No, no, the thing is, I told everyone, don't get excited. He's going to be on the sidelines. They're, yeah, like, there's no point. Like he's just a pointless, pointless player. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh God. Yeah, they're yeah, sick. Man. They're sick in the Bundesliga. If you can't start regularly there, then I act really generals, us, boy. They absolutely flogged us, man. The worst thing is, the worst thing is, is that they just, they like, they literally played on our desperation twice. We couldn't, we, we couldn't mm. get, we, we couldn't get Grealish, so we get Van der Beek. By the way, 
That profiling is fucking it's absolutely bonkers. <laughs> the distinctive difference between a Jack Grealish absolutely bonkers, absolutely bonkers. But that's besides that's the fact. That's that's and very then good. Anthony, they didn't they, they they didn't want to sell Anthony. They were just like, bro, we don't want to sell him, and just kept yeah. saying up. Like, what the hell? Just take no. Oh my god. Yeah, I think that's something that Dishu says quite often. If if then if if they're if the value of the player to the club is more than you're willing to pay, just say no. Say no. Yeah, facts, facts. Like Van der Sar just said, give us your best offer. He probably yeah, man. No, he, he hey, I won't say it on the pod still. He he legit said in the interview with the athletic leg, he wanted to push United as far as as they could go. Yeah, you know what? You don't give Mariah. a shit. <laughs> Mariah. Mm. 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 So, oh, by, by the way, is this a Ajax thing? Because Ericsson as well, but you know what? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> right, no. Let's finish up with some listeners' questions <laughs> with your, your new year, brothers. Uh, first question is from it's IK underscore. Uh, first is a question. Was can you guys do some United based trivia at the end of the pod, please? Could be a new segment. Thank you, giving us more stuff to do. That may be a Patreon thing. I like the sound of it, but anyway, shout him out. My question is of all Anthony's we've had got, if you had to play them all at once, where would you play each one? So hold on, which ones do we have? We've got Anthony Alanga, Anthony, Anthony Marshall, fucking hell, any others? I can't remember. Oh. Yeah, I think those are the three. I think obviously Marshall up top, Alanga on the right, and I'd actually use Anthony on the left. You know, he, he's useless on the right. Absolutely. You know, the same way you had that that comment about Garnacho on the right and having those options to go inside, come yeah. outside. I think Anthony would actually be better on the left. No, I've seen him play on the left before at, at, at Ajax. He looks better. <laughs> He actually does look. He actually <laughs> does look better. The thing is, is that it's very simple for young wingers. Sometimes it's best to simplify their game. Mm. And the same to be said for shit players. Yeah, and yeah, for, yeah. And for a shit young player like Anthony, it's the perfect solution. Perfect. Play, yeah, yeah. Play more. Play him on the left. Play. Play, in fact, play him so wide on the left that he's in the, the crowds because he shouldn't even be off. Chill here, my boy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> chill the fans. Chill the fans. It's calm. It's calm. Oh, God. I want to play, Gaffer. <laughs> nah, chill, just chill, my guy. Just chill. Fucking ball boy, man. Fair enough. Next, next, one, next one's from ZS underscore London. Shout him out. He asks a question every week. Three questions. First one. Not advocating for it, but if hypothetically... Arsenal completely capitulated. Thoughts on Arteta as an Eric Ten Hag replacement? Next question. (laughs) (laughs) I like Arteta. Um, People are questioning his player ID now. I think he he should stay where he is, man. I'm happy. I'm happy for him. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Number one, uh, number one midfield signing. If you could pick anyone in the summer, I don't care. Now, nah, come on, guys, man. Don't be like that. Do you mean do you mean profile or actual individual? Individual profile, whichever you want, bro. Um, 
and I think we need a midfield metronome. So if you believe in Kobe Mainu, and if you believe that Bruno Fernandes will not be leaving, I think that either... Actually, you know what? Bruno and Kobe is eighth. I just want a competent... No! Kobe is a six who's really talented and probably shouldn't be playing as a six. Bruno's not going anywhere. And then the player I play with the two of them is a player who is a midfield metronome. So high volume of touches, high pass completion, is able to create chances and is able to play in tight spaces. Who that is off the top. So, so, so Frankie De Jong, though, I'll be chasing. <laughs> he ain't even Barca. But some, someone in that sort of someone in that sort of vein, I think. Um, I was tempted to play. Kobe Mainu um, further forward, but I thought, you know what? Keep Kobe there, a, a player who's um, overqualified as a six, and just increase the technical quality and oh, the intelligence of the of overall midfield. Because remember, the third midfielder is going to be Bruno Fernandez. Question on on Kobe or Kobe? Um, yeah. That from everything I've seen so far, yeah. off the ball, on the ball, huge fan. Technically, on the ball, he seems positionally very. Intuitive as well and understands the role, but how he's what 17? Is that is he 17 or 18? He's 18, and it's like that's I wouldn't want him to play like week in, week out as a lone pivot. I think that's asking quite a lot of an 18 year old. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying like he isn't capable, right? I just don't think he should be, yeah, our sole player in there because if he's if something happens, we're back to I'm right. Um, I, I would like to see us bring, bring in a more experienced player in that position as well. Yeah, um, I don't think that's necessarily like the highest of. Oh. How do you feel? I've got a name for you guys Casemiro. Fucking hell, that, he's, he's gone, he's gone, Saudi man. Yeah. He is already, he's already booking the flight on Air Saudi right now, bro. Saudi, Casemiro, yeah, that's that's yeah. Carlos Enrique Casemiro to you, brother. But, but um, he'll come in, and I think we probably. Met, well, like Casemiro, Bruno, Manu. Yeah, which is fine until Casemiro thinks he's the number ten. Um, or gets himself another red card, which yeah. is bound to happen. No, but that's fine now because at least we have Amrabat to, to come in. So, oh, how do you guys even feel about that loan signing, Amrabat? I, I think people don't understand. Yeah, eight million, eight million for a loan. Jesus. Hey, club, clubs have smelled our, our desperation, which we, is the most damning thing. We, we actually paid a premium to make sure it wasn't an obligation. Right. I can't lie. Just don't take my man. He's, you, you you clearly don't rate him that much. If, right. if you're actually scared about it being an obligation, you're paying $8 million. Get the fuck out I of I don't think he's better than the academy guys that we could just be playing and giving minutes to, to be honest with you. The way people lie to me, I was thinking, right. there's no way... This this guy was hiding in Syria. I, I, yeah, I, facts, I, facts. I heard nothing. I didn't yeah. hear much. You got a half decent midfielder in Syria, and they're shouting your name from the roof. Please, please, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree. I think he's not better marginally. He's not noticeably better than some of the young G's that we have. We could have saved the money. We could have bedded these guys into the squad. The Hannibals of this world. Um, yeah, like you mentioned, Dan Gore as well, potentially coming through. I think probably they make rate him just a little bit less than Mainu, but bringing two 18-year-olds through at the same time in a team that's not the most successful and structured, the mo not most established is, yeah, it's going to take a lot of guts, you know. 
Why didn't someone just buy McTominay, man? Fuck. Uh, your point, Mariah, though. Yeah. Point about um, you want someone that's competent, uh, with the ball receiving the ball, half turn receiving the ball, able to dribble with the ball in central areas. Yeah. And I think because Bruno can't do that, the need for someone else to be able to do that in the midfield area is even of more importance, just right. because of the fact our number ten who takes up those sort of central positions where you want a player to be able to do that. Um, and isn't able to do that, and it costs us dearly um, at times in the final third when we're trying to sort of maintain pressure and so on and so forth. I think that isn't actually a good point you made. Them. We really do need someone, an eight that's got the hustle and bustle of being able to sort of be a box to box, but can also manipulate the ball in the final third. I think that's so important. Yeah, I, I, I feel like um, to ram from Nice would be good. Catherine, um, hey, yeah, yeah, good player. Uh, Get Catherine to be just bring them in together. Yeah, um, I, I feel like he'll be good in terms of he's a he's good with carrying the ball. He's good. He's 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 decent athletically. He's decent defensively as well. Um, so I thought, and then probably for Farner as well because he can play as a six and an eight. Um, but yeah, those those would be low cost. Just go to France and go breezy. Look, I've said... A run of the mill in that country. I've said for time, let just give me the money, let me go to France. I will come back with a truckload. It will look like the 1770s in in America. That's what I'm going to say, bro. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want? A one-on-one direct winger? Got that. What do you want? A Pacey, Bro, like, back who's comfortable on the ball, got that for you. Would you want a competitive defensive midfielder? Cut, cut price as well, cut price. Yeah, 510 to 63. I got all the heights and what profile do you want? A bit good under pressure, yeah. All right, cool. We got that. Bro. They got whatever you need in Bro. front. Bro, it's so crazy. Yeah, Wolves signed them b- b- Bellegarde. Yeah, I'm thinking, bro, that guy, small you, but athletically. Yeah, mad. It was moving crazy with Liverpool. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all there for a cup prize. They're, 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 they're all piss poor. I don't understand. I don't understand. Bro, every single club is just piss poor. It's so, it's so bad, but they have... All these men are from the suburbs of Paris. It's crazy. <laughs> the talent fed in and around Paris. Just go, you don't even have to go far, Elijah. Paris, bro. Just go in and around Paris. You're grabbing all the players. <laughs> like, this is crazy, man. This is absolutely crazy. I just can't believe that in a world of football with so much talent, you're going out and you're getting the Harry Maguire's for 80 million. You're spending 60 million on Mason Mount. You're spending 85 million on Anthony. It's possible. Football is your job. You're paid very well. You're paid very well to do this job well. And this is the shit that you serve up. I think it's insane, man. I think it's insane. And like we say, Lashes, real talk, man. Everyone needs to get lashes for this shit. I don't, they shouldn't be working in football again after what they've done here, man. Insane. And owners who even cared a smidgen would have gotten rid of these lot years ago. Years ago. Years ago. Years ago. As long as the club was still making enough money for them to get their money out of it, you lot can do whatever with it, you know. But I don't understand why you couldn't still get your money, but also want the club to achieve. Why, why was it? Why they just it's maybe because they got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in America and they don't really give a shit about Manchester United. Ugh, man. Like, like I was saying back in the, back in the day to a lot of men, they were saying, "Oh, we get rid of Woodward, it will all change." I said, "Brother, nothing's going to change because the Glazers are just going to bring in another man who's their puppet 
as the CEO, and look who they brought in. Richard yeah. Arnold. What, what, what changed? Myrtle was still there. He 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 was actually the full football guy who built most of the, 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 the structure and he's still there. He's mm. been there for fucking 10 years. Get out. Oh god, man. Yeah, facts, facts. And third question from ZS underscore London. Obviously, we don't know how realistic it was, but how much would Kane have changed our season? Not much. You don't think so? Look, we saw, we saw Spurs lose last season. I'm I'm really, I'm really not sure why people keep for, forgetting. Kane is an amazing striker, wonderful player, but we will still be a very dysfunctional team. So I'm we'll really still, not... still be playing with Anthony at the end of the day. Anthony, Bruno, Casemiro. Dallas. Shisha, Casemiro, I, I, I should say. Um yeah, I mean, he we would probably score more goals because Kane, Kane is literally an incredible. If we had ten more goals this season, where do you think we are in the in the in the in the in the, uh, in the league? The thing is, you say How that. What points do you think we have? I think we would con- con- contrive to concede ten more goals as well. <laughs> I the, the, these players these players are fucking losers. Like. They will score a goal and then concede imme- immediately. Now, like they, like they, they concede in the most loserish ways. So I'm, I'm, they, our goal difference would still be my, minus five. Even we Harry would Kane, that would be insane. That would be insane. I think we'd be, we'd have like six more points if we had Harry Kane. I think we'd have six more points if we have Harry Kane. I think it would like we wouldn't be a f- good functional team. But I think it's that level of superstar player we talk about who just wins you games. It's that level of superstar player that we look at an Arsenal they don't necessarily have where the days when people are not showing up and he's able to do it at the part of the pitch, which is the most important, right? Um, I think Rashford's life would be a bit easier with having Harry Kane there as well. Um, yeah, I think we'd probably have at least six more points. We're not as shit as we've been. Just some of these... Losses into draws, um, losing to Crystal Palace when we beat comprehensively three days earlier. Do you know what? Yeah, that was the most intense. We beat them comprehensively three days earlier. That was like hands out. That's our best performance of the season. <laughs> but what was also hilarious was everyone be like, "We're not going to win on Saturday." <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I said it that night. I said as soon as Bruno comes back in. <laughs> the team's done. And the way they've struggled since then, obviously, I know they had a good win on the other yeah. day. They've absolutely struggled since Facts. then. Facts. Facts. Like, Where Ray Hodgson still has a job? <laughs> look, I mean, but, yeah, man. It's... Do you know what the worst thing is? It's not even about the losses. I can... A, a lot of the losses, is like, we've lost to decent teams, so it's like, cool. The losses against Palace and Bournemouth, you can even put Nottingham Forest in there. If we turn those into wins, we're on, we're on the same points as Arsenal. Like that, that's ridiculous. Like I don't know how we are still that close. Trying to yeah. close, like it's really it's actually it's actually pissing me off because now you're giving me hope because the rest of you are are, are shit. Like why? Yeah. Just yeah. just just steal ahead, so I have nothing else to be concerned about. But yeah. no. Oh, just man. about close, like it's just about close enough that 
if we turn the, even a couple of results in this run around, like we don't um, we don't lose to Bournemouth 3-0 at home. You know, we draw with West Ham. Again, you're right. You're right there. You're That's right ridiculous. There. It's crazy. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. God, so, um, I think as the season we play more games, the gap's going to increase and increase and increase. And by yeah. Then, it's going to be a pretty big gap. But I think a player of Harry Kane's quality, I think I, I just can't, dysfunctional or not, I think he just wins you games, man. I think you literally just swap him out for Hoyland and the performances can be exactly the same from the rest of the players. Um, but then once you add, or the level can be exactly the same from the rest of the players, but then once you add Harry Kane in, his ability to hold the ball, his ability to connect with other players, his ability to finish and score goals, he would have, worst case, maybe seven league goals this side of the new year. Um, you had seven league goals in wins, um, turn some of those losses into draws. Yeah, I think six six more points is 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 a is a, is a fair shout. So. Um, just one question from me. Um, yeah, yeah, the most losses we've had in a pre- Premier League season is twelve. I believe we're on nine. Or yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're so we're gonna b- b- break that comfortably. How many losses do you think we end up with? Sixteen. I was gonna say fifteen. 16, okay, and then that's um, another 22 games left. How many wins do we get? Uh, probably like seven. Hi, I was going to say we have about 15 to 14 losses this season, so, yeah. Yeah, so I think I think seven, yeah, I think like, what, so we've got 18 games left. Yes. Yeah. Seven wins, four draws. Seven losses, yeah. So we end the season on like fifty-six points. Oh God! And normally those seasons it would just be heavy on the draws, man. I can't believe we're losing. Like, like Old Trafford was a fortress last season. At least give me that. You're letting guys come to your stadium, slap you up and cut. Bournemouth just come through. Chap, chap, chap. Bournemouth just come through and move mad at Old Trafford, bro. Bro, we've lost four games at OT this season, man. OT, OT. Hey. Wait, I'm gonna sound like a hater, yeah, mm. but I can't lie. You see, when Hoyland celebrated, I was laughing. You know, I, I feel like I'm a hater. No, no, but it was no, no. killing me. The, the, the way Nana ran to celebrate with him, I get it. Like I do get the premise, but it was just making me laugh so much. I literally said, "Don't cry." I literally shouted, like I did. I didn't even care about the goal. I said, "Don't, f- don't cry." Don't he was close. He was yeah, close. Yeah, he was. His face was oh, so red. Man. Do you know what? It's like he forgot he scored any goals for us. <laughs> Man, it's, it's so crazy. He is our joint top scorer. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like he's forgotten he's got any goals for us, man. Maybe if we'd gone through in the Champions League, they may have meant more. I think those goals, you lost all those games he scored in. But it was acting like he scored no goals for us. It's insane. And just seen some of the decisions recently. That one that was ruled out against, was it Brighton? When it was the edge... When it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is what it is now. I, I would have liked yeah. to start against Nottingham Forest, and I think the kind of increased confidence now, as long as he doesn't go like five games again without getting before he gets his second, I think he'll be okay and he'll finish with like six in the league or something like that. Um, whatever, man. Cool. Uh, next one is from Afo Afa Afs. Which players did you want to receive the most lashes if Sheikh Jassim had bought the club? <laughs> Anthony, That's a great question. That's a great question. I like that one. Anthony, front and centre. Are you mad? Anthony, Dallo. And Bruno. Maguire and Bruno. Them four. 
them four. Nah, nah, nah. I feel like McTominay has to be top three. Nah, man. Nah. Yeah. See, this is how this is how he gets away with it. This is how he gets away with it. <laughs> you, know, you know, I'm going to tell you why he shouldn't be top three, because it's not his fault. Ten Hag's a piece of shit. He is not his fault that a manager who said you are surplus to requirements has now made him a key linchpin of That's his fine. side. That's fine, Bro, but that's for me. I can't lie. Ten, ten Hag should take whatever you want to give McTominay. Give them to ten instead. No, no. I want ten. I will want ten Hag to watch me give the lashes to McTominay to see <laughs> what his decision making ha, 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 has done. That 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 would be real punishment there. Have you seen that? Yeah, clip with academics when. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, Ted Hark has to thank you for mentioning that, guys. That's that's lovely. So let's all pick three people, yeah? For me, Ten Hag, for sure. Then, Anthony, for sure. Then, Bruno. Those are my three that I'd want to get the last year. Ten Hag and Anthony have to do this together, though. They need to feel it together at the same time. <laughs> yeah, together. Pause if necessary. Yeah, I was about to. <laughs> um, the figures. I was gonna say Onana, but that doesn't seem politically correct. <laughs> he's, he's gonna get them in Cameroon anyway. So, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll probably go. Uh, yeah, McTom, Anthony, and Bruno. Fair. And how about you guys? Ten Hag, Anthony, Bruno. Oh, Bru this Bruno might be even worse than the Bruno I detested. The this Bruno is not, this does is just... nothing all game might be even worse than the Bruno who tries stuff and he flops. This Bruno makes a big note. This is the worst Bruno. Are you <laughs> crazy? He's just running around. Oh, yeah. Um, they literally released a stat just now saying... I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruno that. is the player who ran the most in 2023 in the Premier League. <laughs> I mean... Literally just running around. Are you mad? <laughs> Absolutely bonkers player. I do you know what? I cannot wait for him to leave. I can't wait for him. To I leave. think his spirit is dead, is he's been broken now though. He I'm looks so, like he's finished. I'm so happy. I mean, you know what? There's there's, like not, there's not there's not there's not a lot of things that makes me smile about this club, but 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 seeing the, the fire gone from his eyes is top three. <laughs> it's um, top three, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair. Uh, next question is from Assad XGH. What sorts out this attack? We don't create enough, and when we do, we miss chances. Our XG underperformance is a joke, and we can't shoot from half chances. Are we overthinking it in the final third? And is it? Ah, there's nothing. There's not even an overthinking. They're, they're just not very good footballers. They're just not very good. It's like, where do you expect when you look at the um, and I know some clubs like Arsenal having their own issues with you know, um, the, the Brazilian striker and whatnot. Yeah. Um, the ginger but, yeah, I, heard, I heard that on the you lot were going in on Arsenal yesterday, by the way. That was great, <laughs> they fucking deserve it, man. Yeah, now, I detest Arsenal, I say it again and again because their fans act like they're the adjudicators of what is good football and who are good players. Nah, nah, nah. 
he's not good because he don't do did it, did it and he's not good at that. No, you just got here. You just got here, man. Like, you, know, you know what killed me as well? I think Sean, Sean got cooked because he was like, we probably deviated. You know what he was like? Oh, Villa fans are going to see what Emery's about now. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed every cooking he got. Bro, got. I'm cooking. like, I'm like, do you think Villa fans care about losing a, a two goal lead to, to United? They're yeah. in the top four, my guy. Yeah, you're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Emery, wow. though, was collapsed post game. Unai, 60 minutes. So good. What happened? 39 points. It was cold. I can't lie. It was cold. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Good evening. 39 yeah, points. Yeah, he, went, he went straight into his, into his Mourinho bag. And I say, fair, all I said was fair enough. Yeah, was you got cool. me there. You, you got me there, b- b- big bro. You got me there. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you 39 points. Who would have thought it? Eh? You, uh, he's like, oh, no, we're not talking about your season on the whole. We just mean this game. I mean, you can't do it. Ah, just. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, you, 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 you know that Drake and little, little Yoti gift with, with yeah. the la- la- laptop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you, oh, yeah, the game that just finished. Oh, <laughs> talking about our whole season. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I love seeing that. I love seeing that. It's just me there. Yeah, he was, he was, he was absolute dickhead. I got like, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> um, wait, what was the question again? Oh, the fucking... Oh, the attack, we underperform the next G. Yeah, the, the, front, the front three is just shit. The midfield is shit. The team is shit. The right back is shit. The left back is shit. Centre back is Johnny Evans, who was good t- 10 years ago. He's probably been one of our better players as well. Mm. um, Who else was there? Moran, he's here, then he's injured, then he's ill, then he's back, then he's ill. Now we don't want him anymore because he's on 350 grand a week. Onana, he's okay. He's got an error in his game. The team is just not good. Brothers are asking about do they overthink and no, just, I mean, they, they do overthink to, to an extent. Because, for example, even in that Forest game, that back hill that Rashford done, where he where where he stood in it for like three seconds, then back healed it. I was like, bro, we can't create a fucking chance. Stop trying to o- o- overcomplicate things. Just Why turn around. Um, he thought everything was behind him, but Bruno is just like he's just a pussy. Like, like. You will see it when he tries to play for a foul in the middle of the pitch because he knows that he has nowhere else to go. So he just tries to play play for a foul. He saw that challenge coming in and said, I'm not going to... Even though he's in the box and if he makes... If he connects with the ball, he's more likely to get to get a pen, which, right. is, which is what he loves. So he just dummied it like a stupid idiot. I'm just like, whatever, man. He, he, like, he's, he's actually just a fool. Um, yeah, but I think... Down tools, I think. I think... I mean, what would... Uh, an immediate thing that could be done is having Armado Garnacho over Anthony Hoyland and Rashford. I feel like at least that's a front front three that is coherent um, and has a bit of quality about it. Um, I feel like we need to sort out the midfield. I don't, I don't like the two tens, two two uh, two high, two ten to two high eight. Um, leaves leaves, my, leaves whoever's the deepest. Just on the yeah, it just like there needs to be. A connection like I've said yeah. the, the whole time your midfield is the heart of your team it's the soul of your team the way your midfield plays is how your team plays and you, you like so so to go back to them 
But you see with Arsenal, they, mm. they replace Xhaka and Partey with with, 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 with Havertz and Rice. They're more functional. Yes. They, 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 they find it harder to break down teams. Right. That's just because of their, their midfield. The way our midfield, like the gaps in our, our team is ridiculous. And it comes from our midfield. Last season, you saw with our midfield when we were at our best, it was functional. It was steady. Like right. there was coherence there. So he needs to... Uh-huh. What do what do we they what do they say? Either you're coaching it or you're allowing it to exactly. Happen. So like I believe he needs to stop. The, I think he just needs to have a proper eight there. So once Casemiro comes back, I just believe Casemiro, Maynu, Bruno, um, and then go from there. I mean, best case scenario, I'm not saying it should happen, but if Bruno gets a longer absence, then. Hopefully, Casemiro, Maynou, Ahmad, and then Garnacho, Hoyland, and Rashford, which would be nice, but, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Ericsson needs to come out of the team as well, man. He is, you know, he's one of those signings, yeah, that goes under the radar of being shit. Mm. I, I hate that. That was such a shit signing. I said it from the start. Yeah. I thought it would be okay because I thought he'd be a squaddy, but he's a first-teamer when he's fit. Absolutely. Oh, I hate him so much. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm he's, not really sure what the hell Ten Hag is cooking, man. He's hooked, I'd love he's, to sit there, like, properly discuss it with him. Like, this is the skill set of the player. This is how you're using them. This is how the team is set up on the pitch. This is how opponents are hurting us. This is how we're unable to hurt them. Why are you letting them come out <laughs> like this? Why, seriously? No. Why are you letting them come out and play like this every game? I've, I've said this about the last five managers, I've I've lit. It's gotten to a point where I literally just want want to sit down and just ask them why. <laughs> That's it. They don't get to, they don't get asked these questions, or should I say, they give an answer, and the journalist doesn't like probe or question that even more. You know, probe or question that even more. So okay, yeah, I took him off for tactical decisions. Well, you know, the two goals you conceded are similar to goals that you conceded against Arsenal and you've conceded throughout the season. There's an area that Kobe Maino has shown a tendency to protect really well and he holds his position really well. Scott McTominay tends to be used more to be an attacking threat. Do you not think that there's a direct link? Like, ask him the question and give him an opportunity to answer that or give his honest thoughts, you know? Like, critique and give them opportunities to actually... And this is why managers actually, funnily enough, hate the interviews because the questions that they get asked are so basic, you know? Mm-hmm. You it's, there's no thought behind it. So actually give me an opportunity to speak and talk through it. I don't know how good his English is, to be honest with you. But give him an opportunity to speak and talk through it. But he gives these answers which clearly aren't true and they're not scrutinised whatsoever. And it's driving me mad because I can't now understand what is... I hate speculation, but that's all we have, right? All we do is speculate, right? And my speculation is that because we had no goal threat at all in the first half, he panicked, wanted to bring on Scott McTominay and didn't think about the fact that the other team can also attack. <laughs> no, but no, but Mariah, you say that, but McTominay was the deepest one. He was the deepest one throughout the game. That's not that's not what his that's not what his game is, though. That's not what he tries to do when he gets up. You know, for example, he doesn't try and get off the centre-back, so he hides and puts himself in specific positions where they can't pass him the ball, so he doesn't do the build-up stuff. And when he's actually on the pitch, all his thought is about is like bombing forward to try and get a goal. So how you bring him on and play him as the deepest midfielder is baffling because that's not how he sees the game. But but the problem is is that if he makes that sub, out of the three that's on the pitch, who's who's, going to be the the deepest midfielder? It's not so. He should have taken off 
Ericsson. That's the actual answer. If oh no, like, he, he, he should. That I mean, that would have made a lot of sense. Like, it definitely would have made a lot of sense. That's but, the answer. So it, 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 it's not that I don't see why he felt he needed to bring on McTominay. I just don't think he took the right player off. What the, what are Ericsson's redeeming qualities? He he he, he has a very good switch of play. Okay, we got we got wide men who ain't really gonna, you know. Exactly. I mean, they say they they, they say the same about Rice, so you know. Fair fuses, man. Uh, <laughs> one is Max ninety. Who what? Who is your funniest manager player? B for the post Fergie era. It's got to be Sancho, Eric Ten Hag for me. You know what? I feel like an underrated one was um, Raphael and LVG. Remind us of that one. Um. So basically, I believe. Um. Yeah, so basically, apparently, LVG just doesn't like Brazilian <laughs> players. Dating back to that Rivaldo, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't like Brazilian players because apparently, I, 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 they say it's just because they're too expressive. So <laughs> he doesn't like that. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, um, I believe Rafael went off with a concussion. And then... Didn't um, he get a red card against Leicester as well? No, no, he got a red. No, he didn't get a red card against Leicester. He gave a pen away against Leicester. Yes, that's it. So yeah, yeah. Um, but I believe he got a concussion, and then he was in the lunch the next day, and then LVG touched his head, saying, "Oh, there's nothing there. You were lying." As a joke. <laughs> <laughs> he he said it as a joke. Raphael took uh, took. Offense to that saying what what the hell I, I, I wasn't lying, and then and then I think they had an argument. LVG went away, and then Raphael was we, we sitting with Valencia, and Valencia told him, "You know, you're never going to play again, right?" He didn't play again. <laughs> wasn't that when Valencia came into right back? Yeah, yeah, he did not play again. Tony Valencia, man, <laughs> Tony Valencia, not play again. Literally, I find that so. It's it's not funny because I actually really like Raphael and I did yeah, test yeah, him. I like Raphael too, man. But that is just hilarious. Over, uh, I, come on, man! Like, it was just ridiculous. The thing is, yeah, but yeah, that that was funny. The Pogba Mourinho one with on the training ground. Oh, when the clip came out, yeah, oh, that was brilliant. No, that was brilliant. That what, one. What, let me understand. What was Mourinho's like? The fuck are you doing here? Oh no 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 no! He 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 said, "Oh yeah, go go back." Into the uh, into the change room because because basically the night before obviously uh, United lost to Derby and um, Pogba took uh, Instagram story with Pereira and that smiling oh, yes, celebrating because the thing is shit at, um... yeah so it uploaded after the game so it looked like he was celebrating the loss and yeah. then he had to get the social media guy was there to be just saying no nah, no nah, actually. It was uploaded before the game. How knows they even be onto that? Like, who told him, man? No, he, he, he pre's everything. Yeah, he does, but he done it because he wanted to deflect. And like, fair enough. But still, that one was funny. Um, ah, oh, Moyes and Rooney for a bit, even though it wasn't it wasn't like a beef. But what Moyes said to Rooney about, ah, oh, fam, how comes? Chelsea didn't bid more than twenty-five million for 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 you, and then Rooney kept kept quiet. <laughs> because, so ba- so basically, Mo- so basically, um, they Moyes and Rooney had a meeting, and then Moyes was like, "I'm trying to get the best out of you, whatever." And they'll have a discussion, and then 
then why is Ceteridi? How comes Chelsea didn't bid more than twenty five million for you? Is that what when when yeah. was the bid? When was the bid? This what was that that was tw- that was the twenty thirteen summer. They bid 20, 25 million for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why did he ask really? Because because no, he was basically saying if they re- if they thought you were really sick, they would be bid higher. That comment, I'm like fucking no. And then there's the obviously Moyes Vidic with the Jagielka thing. Oh God! It was the way yeah. The way Rio Evra RVP and Vidic hated Moyes was so crazy. They hated Moyes with all their guts. These men like they come and they when it's not their level and they can't deal with these players, they stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, Moyes is a Premier League legend, man. Hey, um, question you, man. Question. Yeah. I, I was talking to... I don't, actually, let me not hot him up. I was talking to United, man. And he was just saying, oh, guys, do you remember the Carrick and McKenna days? Not like when they were coaches, but when we had that small three games of oh, yeah. and McKenna. Two two wins and a draw, right? I'm going to yeah. throw it out there. Would you, would you, man, be open to that? No. Nah. Or would I... you want them to see up there sort of do, do they, I want them to go through their growth for like so for example Middlesbrough are struggling this season but that's oh, part hard though bro because they did lose their well, let me finish let me finish but that's part of the growth of a manager so being able to respond to that adversity steady the ship come back the next season and go again mm-hmm. right? like mm-hmm. if, if he crumbles and ends up losing his job that tells us a little bit something of, of something about um Carrick right which mm-hmm. are flying look like they're going to get promoted We'll then get to see how McKenna does when he has the worst, one of the worst two squad, two three squads in the Premier League. How he's able to, like for example, Luton are going down, but they're going to go down with some self-respect, you know. Yeah, they'll go down with a fight for sure. Yeah, they actually compete in games, and Kenilworth Road is not a nice place to come to. So I think they're still way too early in their coaching journeys to bring them to yeah, back. To, to, to be fair, United. to be fair, um, just looking recently, obviously Ipswich are currently on a really bad run. They're mm. like. They've not won in five games, yeah. but Middlesbrough they're just four points outside the playoff places. And considering the host yeah, they of just, teams, they started off quite badly, didn't no, they? No, no, they started off horrendously. But so he's really stabilized, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's actually really stabilized. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, but I don't we'll want them to cut corners. That's how you end up with a career like Gerard and Lampard and that. Agreed, so, agreed, uh, agreed. Same man. Like, yeah, definitely, definitely. What's what's clear is that they're obviously coach. Good coaches, yeah. It's like Carrick's philosophy and how he coaches the players and how he wants them to play. Remember when it was under Ollie and everyone was saying it's their fault, they're not good coach. People are they, so stupid. Their job is to do what the manager asks them to coach. Whatever that's, that's that's their job is to coach. So stupid. Like they were saying, like, oh, um, they're clearly not good. I'm like, first of all, we're not on the fucking training pitch. Like, you don't know what do you know about actually coaching players in a specific style mm. like you like like the thing is you can comment on what's wrong and you can comment on what need what what it should look like the process to to get in there that's what the coaches actually do and the way they do that you you could not know it in a million years it takes time to to, to, to know that so i'm not i'm not sure why people were, were talking about Carrick and mckenna as if they knew anything. Like yeah. McKenna was clearly a highly rated coach. What what he done with that Spurs under eighteen and with our under eighteen? That's not a, a scrub. 
I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, that is not a scrub. And he and he has shown what he's done with, with Ipswich in, in the last two years. Absolutely ridiculous. It's like, insane, to be honest, what he's done with Ipswich. It's, it's right, absolutely insane. Like, the impact was immediate. Mm. Immediate. Like, he well, almost... That, that is, they, got, they were in League One, weren't they? They were in League One. They were like, he, they at the bottom of the league, bro, when he took over. They were yeah, struggling. and he almost got them into the, the playoffs that same season. The next season, the way they spanked the league was ridiculous. And this season, to come up immediately, and now they are second in the league, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy when you deep it. Boy, <laughs> yeah. So we obviously had two really good young coaches. Yeah, uh, you got Rooney Waza cooking up a shit show at Birmingham. I love it. Um, <laughs> oh, first of all, <laughs> I have no idea why the owners decided to. It's not Rooney the manager who was doing really well to bring in Wayne Rooney. They were fifth or so, right? <laughs> yeah, and now they're twentieth. He's the the. Only one, two out of 15. Crazy. Crazy. Absolutely insane. Absolutely insane, man. Football's a crazy business. All right, cool. Uh, next question is from Mr. Kaiser Soze. Can Anthony end the season with zero and zero? If he, no, like, like I said, I, 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 <laughs> I feel like I'm saying this quite regularly with him. If he does that, congratulations to, to, to him because, man, I, I thought you you were shit, but man, you you're really shit. That is what he does every single week. He surprises me with how shockingly bad he is. Right, awful, awful player, awful human being. Do you know what? As well, because he's actually an awful human being, it makes him being a bad player so much more annoying. He's just so grating to look at, to watch play football, and and he actually thinks he's good. I think he believes he's good, which is even more frustrating. I think that's the most annoying part of him. Uh, he's just, oh God. He's just yeah. he's just a stain on society. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next one is United Bobo 2. If you could imagine an alternate universe where, uh, alternative universe where we were successful after Fergie left, what would have had to have happened? Manager, player signings, etc. That's a good question. Um... There would have had to be changes at operation level, though, above, yeah. above, above just the manager and the, and the player side. That's that's without a doubt. Um, I believe Pogba, Marshall staying fit would have been nice. Yeah. Um, um, Bobby staying fit might have been nice as well, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, the hair not falling off off a cliff. Yeah. Um. Getting Varane instead of getting Varane instead of Phil Jones. I mean that that, that was before Fergie though. To be fair. Oh yeah, that was Fergie's last season. Yeah, wasn't it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. Um, um, yeah, maybe getting Mane. Yes, LVG. But, but then again, with the way attackers were under LVG, I'm not even sure he, <laughs> he would have been good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, oh, Di Maria. I mean. Di, I think what that like what we would have needed was his wife not to detest Manchester, or <laughs> or that plus LVG not being an absolute weirdo Facts. by playing him up front for no reason. Agreed, agreed. Um, ah, uh, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Blinds, blinds, still being here, Keep, keeping it. Evans, yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, that sure leg break, maybe. 
Oh, that's a great question. Let's we're gonna do a what if Patreon. <laughs> Man said, "What if United?" We're gonna do a what if Patreon episode. That's a great question from United Bobo. Mariah is the watcher, you know. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I like that one. Um, next one is from the Kitchen King Four. If you could sell Rashford and bring back Greenwood. Jeez, <laughs> all the PR issues he would bring. Sorry, I didn't read the question. <laughs> I, know, I, know. I, down the I was actually quite confused. I was like, well, where's this going? But you mentioned what? He said, who? Yeah, I thought you must not have read it. I clocked it. There's a question. Zeki Batye, shout him out. Again, somebody who sends questions in every week. Should we prioritise a right-wing signing? If so, who would be a good fit? Question mark. Alise brings to mind, but maybe that's recency bias. Do you know what? Maybe um maybe I'm just a sucker for you know the Ute them and La Carrington, but Ahmad and Garnacho, let's give them a run for the rest of the season and see how they do. And then if that's all good, then we could potentially just get a left a backup left winger um with Rashford someone to compete there. And um yeah, that that would be nice actually, because we've Complained about the right wing, seems like since Valencia lost all his powers in 2012. So, yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, Mr. Kaiser says again, 12 league defeats is the most we've suffered in the season. Can ETH break the record? He's already, oh, on yeah, I believe he's going to. And final question from Zeki now, yeah, again, do you think ETH fans will be patient with Ahmad? He won't be lighting it up right away, and usually, ETH doesn't give anyone. A chance to play their way into form. Um, really depends on how much um he sticks with Anthony. To be fair, I mean to to be fair, I don't think Anthony would have come off as early if he didn't get injured. Um, hoping and praying that it's a serious one. Um, and yeah, um, I don't. We'll we'll see. I don't. I'm not sure now that got natural an option there, which is. By the way, that's absolutely staggering that it took him that long to play on the right wing. Like, I don't... Yeah, you've, been saying it, you've been saying it for a minute. And when he came through, like I was just a bit sick. Like, I'm sickened with this new age of guys just one side. Like, yeah. what's going on it? Yeah, what's yeah. Wingers aren't winging anymore, guys, bro. Guys yeah. can't just go to the other side and get something cooking. But but the worst thing is, I looked at Garnacho and I'm like, he can clearly play on the right. He, he, he loves to get to the byline. So I'm really not sure why we wouldn't play him on the right where he can get to the byline on his stronger foot. It was it was just so weird. But um, we'll see because now Garnacho's there as another alternative. That's another blockage for Ahmad. But um, yeah, I'd, it'll just be good to get into team because that just raises the, te- the technical level of, of, of the team a great amount. Um, the patience, um, look, the like I said before, Ten Hag, the best way to get patience is to play some young players. And I think he started to do it because against Vivilla, the way he was just bringing on Hannibal and Gore and Camboada and that, I'm thinking, bro, you can't trick me. You can't trick me. Like, nah. But He knows knows the young boys. Is he mad? He was feeling himself too much. But like, like, the thing is, I said it from the start of the season, if you want more patience, just trick the fans. First of all, these are United fans who are in love with the youth system. Right. It's so easy to trick them. Just play <laughs> the youth. It's so easy. But nah, he doesn't want to do that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, we'll see. I I don't think Ten Hag will give him patience because his his 
re- reputation is tied to Anthony, and he think- he's very ruthless in terms of like even with Hannibal, like he played against was it Copenhagen, where he took him off at half time for Ericsson, and he hasn't started since. Um, even though like he brought something like. On the ball, he needs to be a lot better, and it's really annoying that he's not showing his quality on the ball. But um, it's just weird that if you're thinking about a player who's going to be able to do that high ten roll and get back and help with the team, Hannibal's there. It's weird that he doesn't really get a chance. But I mean, it's whatever. Is is that what he brought Martin for? Do you think? No, but that's the thing with Hannibal. Like he's literally what I thought what Mount would be like in terms of but the thing is with Hannibal is that his best quality is him driving with the ball into space which is what we need we need we need a ball carrier whereas Mount ball, is yeah you're, you're right I think personally I think Ten Hag's done with Anthony I think the speed with which Ahmad came on and how bright he looked when he came on um to me indicates that Ten Hag is going to give him run Pelletri we know plays like he's got a backpack on um so personally I think he's He's going to get good run. We've only got two games this month, so he's got a bit more time to train, get a bit sharper. He'll probably get play against Wigan because it's the FA Cup. And if he does well in that game, that puts him in good stead to then get game time. I don't even think so, you know. I feel like he's going to play Anthony. I if don't. he's to try and boost his confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. If he's swimming, I think he's going to play Anthony. He knows what Anthony is, bro. I know, but he also knows, he also knows his reputation is tied to Anthony. But his reputation is also tied to winning football games. I know. So what does it become? Does it become, I have to win with Anthony or I just have to win? Surely I just have to win takes precedence over winning with Anthony. Oh, he may go the whole season without a goal or assist. Look. <laughs> when you spend 86 million on a man that shit, I think for him, winning with Anthony is very important. I can't lie. I think winning is more important. No, no. I'm the same. But to no, him, I... <laughs> oh, it is it is a lot closer than, than you actually think. Bruh, to be honest, I can't like say like his logic is fucked, so I can't really <laughs> stick my neck up and be like, no, nah, he's not that stupid. <laughs> a bad scientist, man. Ah, oh. yeah, it's it's insane. I think Ahmad was like <laughs> right here ahead of Anthony and was on a completely different vibe. From all the other players in the in the in the team when he came on, like, that's wait, the kind of footballer that you need on the pitch. As for like, us. Do you know what the crazy thing is, when was the last time you saw Rashford do a combination with anyone? He only does it with Martial. As soon as as soon as Ahmad came on, <laughs> he, yeah. Martial was Rashford. Emotional bit of erratic decision. Yeah. He needs intelligent, technical footballers around him to get the best out of him. And that's why he treats Martial like a... Because say what you want about Martial's body being dusted, technically, very good player, and he understands the game in his head. His body's just finished, you know? Yeah. He can't play the physical side of the game. So I get why Rashford is like him, because when Martial plays, I get to juke. Yeah, no, juke. like, because even if you think about, even with Lingard, bro, Lingard yeah. used to do the combination play. And I just like... Player. Yeah, he's a connector. No, no one else seems to think maybe if you do combinations, like that's how you unsettle a deep block. No, <laughs> you're just gonna leng the ball 50 yards like Bruno. Fucking dickhead, man. God, I really I really hate these players. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, gentlemen, as always, it's a pleasure. Once again, happy new year. Yeah, Guys, happy new year. We, we persevere. <laughs> we go again. One day, the name of this pod will make sense. Look, look, I am hate watching for the rest of the season. I'm, <laughs> I'm good. I'm right I'm there good. with you. And you've got a little reprieve in January before we go again in earnest in Feb. I look, I'm, I'm just saying, because there's no European football, if Wigan knock us out as well, bro, there's going to be even less football. <laughs> yeah. Facts, facts. I, I don't mind going out of every single, every single competition and just watching this team once a week for the rest of the season, man. That, that would be so nice to just know we've just, the league games are all we've got left. <sighs> every week, just turn up, suit and, suit and boot it. Uh, just smile on his face. Just <laughs> every a weekly loss. Just every week, just coming on the Mondays to Muga. Ah, yeah, lads, we lost. Ah, oh well. <laughs> Quite a question for me. What by what week will our goal difference be in the positive? Um, game week one of next season. <laughs> <laughs> We've never ended a season under any of these managers in a negative, have we? No. We've had no. like five. We've had like fours plus. But it's never been a negative. But you need to understand, we are predicting 40, 15 losses in a season. And even with our wins, they're by one goal. Our losses are probably, a lot of them are going to be by more than or one goal. But we're not. <laughs> we're, we're not going to beat teams convincingly, yeah. We're not. Like, we're not. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, fair, 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 fair. Lads. Been a pleasure. Lads, we go again next week. Love. Peace. Peace. Sports Social Podcast Network.